Welcome to St. Louis City Press. Uh, it's got a small but excited crew today. I'm your fill-in host, Nathan. Uh, fill-in host. And with me today is Drew. Drew, welcome. To infinity and beyond, Nate. How are we How are we feeling after that game this weekend? I think we're feeling like how you feel after a breakup, which is when's the next time you can, you know, get it going again. <laughs> the sooner the better. I like that. And I like that um, we only have to wait until Wednesday. Yeah, I'm so excited for game day Wednesday. I've forgotten... Well, I shouldn't say I've forgotten all about it because we're going to podcast about it now. But I was going to say I had forgotten all about Orlando. Unfortunately not. It's still, I still have it in mind. All right. Well, let's let's talk about it. Um, Orlando's a good team. I think better than better than I thought. So that has maybe somewhat tempered my frustrations. Um, but I'm. I will say I. I was bummed by. Obviously, I'm bummed by the result. You know, we we want to win. Um, I was I was bummed by how we played, though. At least in the first half, more so than the second. What are your thoughts? Oh, I feel like we played better in the first half. Really? Uh, I felt like it was kind of like some of those really tight first halves we've had, where um, not a lot happens, but I don't think they did too much against us. Um, also, with how with how how good they are is hard to say. Yes, I mean, the, actually, unlike the Western Conference, there does seem to be some some there's some actual teams with above 500 record. Um, but they had the stat where they hadn't lost at home in a dog's age. Well, San Jose had that stat, and we beat them. So I wasn't living. I wasn't in a, a lot of fear having heard that. Um, you know, and they have a, they have a decent record, um, but they are neck and neck with with four other teams in the Eastern Conference. There's just so much parity in this league; it's hard to really tell a lot of the teams apart. But yeah, they're definitely you could tell they're a good team, and I thought they 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 played pretty well. I never thought we had I wouldn't say we had a hold of the game at any point, and I thought a draw would have been fair. I agree with that. I it's hard to. It's hard to say we should have won, um, but uh, I, I think a, a, a draw would have been fair. Um, it it felt especially um, it felt especially brutal how we lost. Um, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, so their their first goal felt like our defense just was sort of I don't know. Carnell half famous Carnell halftime speech or not fully back in the the field you could just sort of see it coming yeah I th- I think you're right uh it was one of those where we just didn't look set didn't have much of a chance I like that that guy's name is Facundo Torres I think that's a cool name it however, is however I'm not sold on the nickname Faku which is the shortened version that's that's his nickname that's the that's what they said didn't love it. No, no, I'm with also you didn't love didn't love being scored on by him either. But he no. they played a, he played a good game. Um, now we I I thought we valiantly fought back. Nice to see. Uh, first first game for St. Louis, Mike and the Marcanics. Uh, I thought he came out strong and played really well. Yeah, I mean it was good to see him on the field. And I had previously said I don't know how much these new signings are going to feature. 
and I was I was wrong, like I have been about a great many topics, came came in pretty quickly. Uh, his assist was pleasing, and I loved Rasmus Alm back on the score sheet. It's been a while. Agreed. His, his third goal of the season, and point blank range just smashed in. Very good run. Great timing. Good to see a. You know, I believe Nate, you'd mentioned this before. We've scored so many goals from set pieces up until Austin when we were where where our strikers were on fire and we're just nailing the top corner repeatedly. This one was a very well constructed goal from open play. And it feels like hadn't seen a lot of a one touch finish like Yeah. Um so a couple of things. We'll get to it. Originally, uh didn't count. The uh the linesman had said it went over the the end line, which I will admit on replay, very close. Um, really hard to see at the time. Probably depends on your angle. Uh, and I think we were saved by the it has to go all the way over the line thing that that burned the uh, U.S. women. But the opposite of that saved us. Uh, yeah, so that the ball was the whole ball has to be ho- over the entirety right. of the line. This is the end line. Uh, Markinick's initial pass had been deflected and then he was able to get back onto it, but he had to cut in at an angle and basically try to shepherd the ball. Uh, or I should say, keep it in play. And then he whipped it in and Alm finished it. But, you know, there was, it was very close. You couldn't really see it with the naked eye. It's one of those ones without VAR. I think you take it. Um, but I do feel like referees in general should try to avoid disallowing goals morally but that's not a rule thing that's just me moralizing you know like in baseball tie goes to the runner you know when you when when there's a throw a force out at a base i kind of think if you can't really tell you should just give it to him because it was a good play uh obviously orlando fans would not like that um, but you can't empirically tell unless you use the goal decision system, but I don't think they use that for the end line. I think they went to VAR on it. What did you think? What is the goal decision system? You know, it's I believe it's called Hawkeye, and they, oh, use, okay. they have a chip in the ball, and they have a few cameras, uh, and they can... Gotcha, but it, gotcha. it, it's not 100% flawless because there was one in the Premier League a couple of years ago where they where Hawkeye got it wrong. But I, to my knowledge, that's only happened once. And uh, it's, you know, it's been a very accurate empirical system. I don't think that's what they used when the ball's going out of bounds. You're on mute. Yeah, I don't I don't think they do. I think they went to VAR and we're just looking at the angles. I I totally agree with you about the letting goals stand as a matter of course, because um, it everyone gets so excited. And it, so. In all sports, um, it has created this weird moment around exciting plays where it almost takes the excitement away because you're waiting to see if VAR is going to agree. So, like, you know, in baseball, there will be an exciting play, like, but then, oh, well, maybe the runner wasn't technically out, and so they go to VAR, and it it ruins an exciting moment. Or in soccer, you have this goal, and then, oh, the VAR comes in, and the player was minutely offsides and so by the technicality of the rule yes it shouldn't have been a goal but it has perhaps made the the sports watching experience worse by trying to adhere to this letter of the law thing 
Yeah, I think we we both agree on this. I think the Lions person should have given the goal. Didn't They didn't give the goal. But I also don't think it should have gone to VAR because it wasn't a clear and obvious error. It's something you couldn't tell with. You couldn't tell with the naked eye. Is that in VAR's purview to look at lines? I mean, maybe it is. I guess they look at the offside line. It it was interesting, though, because um, so I know like with offsides, it is you let them play. I didn't know that like going over the end line, which would then lead to a goal was reviewable. Um, but I guess it was. I mean, as we as we learned that weird call from the previous week where mistaken identity was used to pull back a yellow card and change a foul was an incorrect usage of VAR. So even the referees aren't always entirely sure when VAR is appropriate or when it is not. Yeah, what you're referring to, Nate, is in the 14th minute of that last game against Austin, there was a ball over the top that Nico was running onto, and he uh, went down and... Cascante, the defender, also went down, and it was one of those who actually fouled whom. And the ruling on the field was that that Austin had committed the foul, Cascante got a yellow card, we got a free kick, but then VAR reversed that, and still inexplicable to me. They said it was mistaken identity, that they called the foul on the St. Louis player and not the Austin player. That's not mistaken identity, that's just the wrong call. You made a mistake, it's the wrong call, and that is not reviewable. So... They did review it, so it seems like VAR is really, I don't know, it's like the manifest destiny of VAR. <laughs> like they're, they're getting more involved than they need to be. We will get to more involved than they need to be. Uh, but So then then we lost it in stoppage time on a handball penalty. Have you gone back and watched the review? I haven't, Nate. I'm sorry, I should have really no. reviewed it for this podcast. It, but it, it was tough at the time. It was really hard to tell on the on the broadcast i have a fundamental problem across um every soccer competition i watch and i watch a fair amount of different leagues and competitions and it seems like every one of them is struggling with the handball rule as it is currently exists as it currently exists can you describe what you saw and what they ruled i guess yeah so it was ruled that um mike and the mechanics I guess the ruling was that his arm was in an unnatural position and the ball hit him in the box. So handball in the box, guess saying it's deliberate. So it led to a penalty and a yellow card. I don't know if the yellow card was for the, the, um, the, the handball or if it was for arguing afterwards, all the replays I saw showed that it, it was really tough to tell. The ref was standing right there and didn't call it, and it went to VAR, and they said, review it, at which point the ref did call it. My problem is, like, I mean, that ball was blasted from not that far out, and I don't I don't know what, um, what the players are supposed to do. I mean, I guess you just always keep your arms behind you is the safest way to, to avoid ever getting called a penalty, but... It just seems so inconsistently called. I've seen more egregious things not lead to handballs. I've probably seen less egregious things. Or I've seen more egregious things not lead to handballs. Maybe that's what I said. Less egregious things lead to handballs. Uh, and in this case, it costs us the game. Uh, penalties, not Berkey's strongest suit. I think I looked it up. He stopped seven in his entire career. 
he never looks real confident on them. And this late in the game, it cost us. So I don't know if it was bad luck or if it was the right call or a referee who involves himself in the game too much. Um, what are your thoughts? So first of all, that did take place in the 90th minute plus one. So, so it was 1-1 at the time following Alm's goal. I, um, and yeah, I what I recall at the time was that the shot was blasted from outside the box and uh, Marcan- Anthony Marcanic, um, Mike and the Marcanics, is sliding to try to deflect it and simultaneously has his arm up but I think it's shielding his face. Right. Because, like you said, the ball wasn't from very far out. I imagine he is trying not to get hit in the face with the ball. And he doesn't have enough time to really determine the trajectory of the ball. And it's just guarding himself. Um, that, to me, seems reasonable. You, you don't need to get a concussion to avoid a penalty. Uh, I think we might agree on this, Nate. I think a ball is... Or, excuse me. I don't think... An arm is in an unnatural position unless it's amputated. You know, if it's attached to you. That's pretty natural. Yeah. Um, I I think I think that FIFA needs to um, to really think about this. I don't know what the answer is, um, except you, I mean, so you remember, was it uh, was it Luis Suarez? Who was it years ago against Ghana? That was Luis Suarez of the 2010 World Cup. Yeah, so quarterfinal Uruguay Ghana, the most egregious handball yes, of all time. Of all time, of all time, um, I think I'm still angry about that for Ghana. Uh, so on a, on the spectrum, like yeah, so that that should definitely be a handball. Um, but I don't know if two. So that that is cheating, and thankfully it was penalized. However, they got away with it. But that's you know, there's not much you can do about. It. Ghana missing the subsequent penalty. Um, but I can't think of too many other intentional handballs like that. Most right. of the time, the player isn't trying to do anything. Their ball just happens, their hand just happens to be in the way. And it's one thing if the hand is deflecting a shot that would have otherwise scored. But when it's from so far away and it's such close range, there's no way you could say that was definitely going to be a goal. Or, you know, if the if it's some deflection when the when it's not even a shot, like if someone was crossing and you and it somehow touches a hand and it's not even near an attacking player, like it really, a penalty is giving some, the other team an 80% chance of a goal. So it really right. has to be egregious in my mind. I, I, I agree. Um, so that costs us the game in general. I'm not a big fan of that ref. I don't want to say the ref cost us the game, but I'm going to say the ref made the game less enjoyable there was some stat that I, I read, and it was it was presumably backed up by evidence that he involves himself in the game as at the highest level of any ref in the MLS in terms of fouls called, etc. And I just I am a fan, as I said in the Discord. Let to some degree, let the players play, let the game, let the game flow, and it's a more exciting game to watch, more interesting. I'm not here to watch. Joe, the referee. I'm, well, in this I'm case, to watch right, players. He, in this case, you said he didn't even make the call. So VAR made the call. I you mean, know, that's a good granted, point. He could have not gone. He could have not. <laughs> he could have seen the review and then decided not to give the penalty. That's a um, that's a fair point of all the times to choose to involve himself. But it was in the 91st minute, and at that point in the game, 
you've pretty much I'm not saying you're going to say you decided he they he decided who the winner was, but he gave Orlando an 80% chance of winning that game. Right. You know, with a penalty. That's a lot. And I, you know, I don't want to I'm not interested in, you know, calling any ref out, but for any any particular mistake, but that one is like right at the end of the game. That's yes. what was so tough for me. So, just I shared this in the Discord, but I'm going to walk through it here. So, Earlier in the day, my my other team, Sheffield Wednesday, played three game at the time three games into their championship season. Uh, up still, the Owls. Yep, up the Owls have not have not won. So playing Cardiff City in Cardiff, uh, scoreless through the first half. That may sound familiar. Uh, then at the forty eight minute mark, uh, Cardiff scored again. That may sound familiar because that's when Orlando scored against St. Louis um, in. The 78th minute, I believe, compared to the 76th minute, uh, Sheffield Wednesday tied the game. And then for them, in the 90th plus 8 minute of stoppage time, the ref gave a penalty. Now, I, it was, I think, a much more fairly deserved penalty. But so that was my morning. And then I got to relive the exact same thing in the evening. So just, just a great great soccer experience day for uh for old nate um anyway that's pretty tough that's so gutting. before we before we move on let's talk about the lineup klaus was back even got some minutes i think that was exciting that was that was wonderful i'm so happy to see klaus back. um any other thoughts about how the lineup shook out it is kind of funny that when he went out we were like we have no strikers and no ability to score goals. And now as, as he's coming back in, we're like, we've got two strikers scoring a lot of goals. So it is a little, it is interesting, um, you know, but we have all of our players fit. We have, well, maybe. Oh, oh it's Nick. Do you have an update on Nico? So something happened. I think he fell, hurt his arm. He got replaced at halftime. I read today. Um, Carnell said not as bad as it could have been, but probably too quick a turnaround for Wednesday's game. Okay. Well, that's news to me, but that, you know, that doesn't sound as bad as actually what I was thinking. It was, yeah, probably could have been much worse considering how it looked. Yeah. It didn't look good. Um, you know, so yeah, scratch that. I shouldn't say he's healthy, but we've got now, if you include Hebert, we've got six center backs. Yeah, you got uh, a lot of center backs. All of them, you know, including Bell, Bartlett, now Nielsen's back. All of them of of seemingly decent quality. I think all of them have played fairly well this season. Yeah, I think we have a really solid set of center backs. Yeah, the lineup. So I don't know, Nate. I I've watched so much soccer. I think, and you have too. I've watched so much soccer, and I still have a hard time with formations. Yeah, I really like. This, you know, the diamond, you know, it was Watts because Blom was out. I think it was yellow card accumulations was why he was out, right? So Watts was at the base, but it would normally be Blom. Then you've got Eddie Lyons and Gary Vasilev. And then at the tip of the diamond, you've got Aladdin Jackson. And I just was like, this is the only way you're going to shoehorn all of these players into the team. Um, However, in the second half, when we brought on Alm, and Stroud, and it was wider. I think maybe we played a little bit better, right? Is that what you think? I, I don't know. I 
I, I like those speedy wingers, but I'm with you in that I like those other guys too. Um, it it's tough. We have we have a lot of players that I would like to see in um in different formations. Yeah, I don't know. I I like Watts more where he had been playing as our right back. I agree with you. Um, not that he didn't do an okay job there, but it's hard to you know Blom is so good there, and Nerwinski didn't have a great night, especially at the end. I I don't know. I don't know how much formation really matters to be honest um yeah Nerwinski got a in my mind totally needless red card in the 90th plus 10 so basically the last bit of the game because it was a last man foul essentially he took a guy down to prevent him from getting on goal and I think just take just take the goal you know it doesn't mean that much losing 3-1 you know we we would have lost it anyway we were already down 2-1 uh, and it means he doesn't have to serve a suspension. Um, I don't see the nobility in preventing that goal and getting yourself sent off in the process. Yeah, I think his brain was probably like, oh, got to take him down because otherwise he's going to score. But like you said, who cares? It's yeah. not the it's not the most costly situation. Also, and this isn't, you know, obviously Jake wants to fight for that spot. Also, we have another right back who can play the game while he's suspended. So it's not the end of the world for anybody. But I think as a defender, you have to be able to play a little smarter than that because that's kind of what Hebert did in the Nashville game. You, if someone beats you, you some, I think depending on the situation, I think you take the goal right. and, and live to fight another day. Yeah, especially end of the game. I mean, there were there were 20 seconds left in stoppage time at that point. Now, I know they don't necessarily know that but you got to have some sort of feeling for for where the game is at so um so i think maybe if we if we do go wide and we we might have to drop gary vasilev and put alm on and then maybe we we instead of stroud we move a denner into the wing i think a denner obviously he scored a ton of goals from striker so maybe that's not the greatest but he has the speed he could play, and he has cut in from. I think that goal he scored, or no, that goal he set up for Stroud when we were playing here at home to Colorado. He can come in from the wing, so he he can play that position. Yeah, yeah. He he It'll sort of sometimes is, in there. He sort of sometimes is playing as sort of a winger anyway, even in that forward position because he he likes to play out left. Um, what what? See, this is where. Our players are, I like them all. I really liked Gary in playing up higher, but now Aladdin is doing such a nice job up there. You'd have a hard time swapping Gary for Aladdin or Aladdin for Gary, I think. We could do a, yeah. I mean, I mean we, you could we, rotate. Carnell's done, Carnell's done so many different lineups. Right. We definitely could rotate, but I think Jackson is in the first team. Uh, I think Klaus has to be in the first team. You know, if yeah. Nico has to miss a game, okay. But like when Nico's back, I think that that you know you have to either Sam's on the bench or you or maybe the wing is a is a is the future for him possibly or yeah. a possible future. These are good options to have. Yeah. Um, especially at the end of the season, we got to we have a lot of games left to play, and then you get into the playoffs. I would. I would rather have this problem than than the opposite problem. So yeah, it's a good problem to have. By the way, did you notice that when 
uh, Jake Nervinsky was going down the tunnel, it looked like a bunch of kids from 21 Jump Street had tagged that tunnel. It looked oh, like I some that. 80s graffiti. <laughs> okay, that's kind of awesome. It actually was. It was awesome, but it did not. The tags looked dated. <laughs> it was also coordinated. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, that had to be. Professional. Stadium done. isn't that old. That's a, yeah. It's professionally done. I should say. That's a shtick, but. Um, I, yeah, I kind of liked it. Almost kind of in the same kitschy way that I liked the Toronto jerseys that looked like trapper keepers. I I'm with you on that one. I I think it's okay to look a little ridiculous. So all right, I think that's enough. I don't, I don't want to get myself too worked up. You know, a road loss to a good team, you'll take that on the chin and move on. Um, I'm looking at our rundown here. We have corrections from last week. So correct. So I have two of them. Okay. As always, I said something foolish. Um, the player that I had just called would be their danger man did not play. All right. Uh, the danger man, as said before, was Faku. And then I'm not cursing you out. Nate, that's a diminutive of Facundo. I've been informed by the TV. Uh, but he was the danger man. And then the other thing I was totally wrong about was when I said in the League's Cup that Nashville had played every game at home. They actually did go away to Cincinnati. So they only played six home games and one away. Okay. Well, I'm sure the listeners will will forgive you. I hope so. We uh, do have kind-hearted listeners. Yes. All 29 of them, which, by the way, please, it's been a while since I mentioned, uh, reach out to us on Twitter at STL City Press. or you mean X? I believe I'm that's not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, welcome, Phil, at the 39th minute. That's a that's a early sub, but we'll, we'll swap out no one and bring on Phil. Hello, um, this is... St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. Yeah, no, we've already we've already done that. Do you want to? So we were just finishing up on. Well, we actually had finished up on the Orlando game, but yeah, Nate was like, "Let's just move on. I don't want to talk about this anymore." But we need to hear from we'll, you, Phil. We'll let you add. Uh, we'll put uh, 18 minutes on the clock. Tell us what you what you thought. Did we talk about the referee? I don't really want to talk about the referee. We very lightly talked about the referee. I saw a stat that he is of MLS referees, like the most involved in the game. Yeah, we shared that stat. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't like that those stats exist. You know that you can tell what referee did what, and like this referee has given fifteen penalties on to us dating back to nineteen eighty seven. Well, if it makes you feel better, uh, there was also a stat that he has penalized. St. Louis City, the second most of all the teams he has refereed. Well, any St. Louis City sample size is too small. It was only three games, but um, it was good to see Klaus back on the field. I think you'll all be proud of me. I did find him on LinkedIn and did not message him, wanted to message (laughs) him, but didn't message him. The button was open. I could have messaged him. I mean, that's on him, though. You can't be like, like, that takes balls to be a a referee and leave your the ability to contact you open. It was good to see Klaus back on the field. He looked a little bit rusty, but you know, that's his first minutes in a long time. I'm excited to have that back in there. Um I don't know. Is there much to say about the game? Well we probably already said most of it. Do you like the diamond? I was fine with the f- there's so much background noise. I 
Yeah, well, our listeners will appreciate it. I was fine with the formation, I think. Um, you know, it, it sucks to have Parker and Blom out. That changes the the look of the team overall. But um, As we were discussing, though, I, I thought um, Indiana did a good job of filling in for, for Blom at the at the six. I want to be clear, that's... You, you mean Watts? Well, he's from Indiana, so oh, I'm calling gosh. him Indiana. That, oh gosh, <laughs> that's wild. I I thought, and this is the one thing I didn't share, I, I thought Coconut Nilsson looked pretty aggressive. And pairing him with Parker will be a really take-no-prisoners defense. Um, But aggressive in a good way, right? Yes. I read I read something that um, was very was very high on coconut, so excited to see more of him. Nerwinski, uh, you know, uh, he had not gotten a start in a long time. Got the start, got sent off. Yep. All I got. <laughs> How'd you feel goal. about the? Uh, you have any VAR comments, or you want to just move on? I liked Markanic. I liked the hustle. Yeah, um, I good. I would like to see more of him. He could be an interesting option. Um, oh, I got it. I think I got I got left wing back. I'm glad you're here, Phil, because I was going to forget to cram this in. When he was, when the shot was coming in and he was diving and covering his face, I could only imagine that there was someone who had gotten into a, an elevator and gotten on a floor, a tiny, into a tiny little room <laughs> and was being Anthony Markanic. Being, oh, shoot, I screwed it up. Being Tony. Markinich at the time. There you go. Yeah, no, that would be an experience to have. All right, so uh, moving on, close the close the document. Let me reopen the document. Dallas, we looking forward to Dallas. I'm excited to get back to the stadium for the first time uh, in in over a month. It will be interesting hobbling my way to the seat with a still broken left foot, but I'm going to do it. Oh, good. I'm glad you're coming, Nate. Foot's feeling a little better. Yes. Good. Oh, and I have just been texted that there is a full stadium card stunt at seven twenty-five. What does that mean? Uh, get to your seats early to be part of the full stadium card stunt. Together, let's create a moment of hope and raise awareness about childhood cancer. So let's make sure we're all there in time. I saw a little bit of the Dallas Austin game, and I yeah. did not see okay. Jesus Ferreira. Was I? No, he- he was on the well. Did he come in? Why is he riding the bench? That seems strange, doesn't it? No, he was out. He didn't play. Sorry. Injured, or are we expecting him in the St. Louis game? I will be right back. I have to deal with these dogs. Uh, he so according to the player availability report, which has let me down in the past, uh, he should be fine. There's one guy who's out for the season, Tarek Scott. But they should otherwise have a full complement of players. Jesus Ferreira, I feel confident saying is the danger man if he plays. Um, they when we watched that uh, game against Miami in the League Cup where they played pretty well, uh, Camungo was a danger man, scored one of the goals. Um, and then in that, I watched that last bit of that Dallas Austin game after our game ended. Uh, Tafari scored. Uh, the the winning header to make it one nil over Austin, who we, we had defeated the week before, and um, on an assist from Farfan Farfig Nugan, the guy whose own goal we so enjoyed. But they won, and I think that has 
that delays Austin from getting the crown of Copa Tejas, which is basically a mini league of the three Texas teams with their head-to-head records. I think Austin had the edge and could have put it away, but they did not win this game. Um, While we're at it, since Kelly is out of town, I feel like I can offer this up. If anyone would like two horrible standard poodles, I will pay you uh, $400. So hit me up at STL City Press on Twitter <laughs> slash X. I will Venmo you $400 and you can come pick them up anytime. Can people hit you on Meta or is it only X? Uh, my other social media is pretty locked down, so let's leave it there. <laughs> I All I have to say about Dallas, um, besides the fact that I'm not sure... Dallas should be a city, but let's let's ignore it's that hot take. Yeah, well, it's just like a hot city. What is it doing for the world? I really want to beat them because we were forced to do that stupid twenty-minute game, which was maybe the dumbest thing that I've seen all year. Um, so I, I want revenge for that. that. I want revenge for that. It was dumb. It surely serves as a home for one point three million people. They could find That's other gotta homes. Be. The, the greater metropolitan area has got to be more than that. Oh, yeah. Getting, that just getting Fort crazy. Worth in there. I don't even want to start on Fort Worth. Frisco, is that, where's the stadium? I believe Frisco is in Northern California. Oh, yeah. Let's say, let's bring that up to uh, uh, 7.7 million. Yeah, that's too many people. What are you doing in Texas, people? They've got Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon Jinn? Yeah. It's uh, on their team. Is that a player in Dallas? Oh, yeah. Quinone. Right. Wow. So one thing I'm really bad at, and this is across like all sports, is players on the other teams. Like I get really in depth on our players, and then like I know that there exists a Hani Mukhtar, and against my will, I know a lot about Lionel Messi. And beyond I think that, you know I'm a like, lot about Hani Mukhtar because you watched him score a hat trick. That's true, and I know about their their guy Mullet, Shuttlecock Mullet. But even in baseball, like I used to play fantasy baseball, and I hated it. Um, largely because like I would watch tons of baseball, like 90% of the Cardinals games. I couldn't tell you a thing about anyone else in the league. So when you guys come at me with like this remembering people and stuff, like I'm just blown away. You guys are so good at this. Do you have any recollections from, uh, either the first half a game or the second half a game against Dallas? I remember the second half sucking. We, what, we gave up like three goals, two goals, some amount of goals. It blew. It like ruined my week that week. That's what I remember. So we're going to get them back. That's like, that's my prediction. We're going to get them back. Well, luckily, like even if they manage to ruin your week, it only ruins half of your week at this point because we got another game on the weekend. Well, but it, it will be like a lot because we lost. It's it's really like, well, I guess I get what you're saying. We could split it up into two games again and it could ruin two of your weeks. I mean, it will ruin a full week because the next time I would have for my week to not be ruined would be the Kansas city game, which apparently I guess we'll get into this later, but I read that they're, they're working on some soccer capital TIFO bringing back just the dumbest internet argument, like, you know, in a long time, like reviving that nonsense. Drew, you're going to be at that game. Uh, sorry, Phil, to let you down. I'm not sure we uh, need, I need to find out about tickets. Well, that's not it really is, a, a letdown yet. That's it a, is quite expensive. So, yeah, apparently, I, I'm at this point, and I did go to the Missouri History Museum. I'm I'm sympathetic to St. Louis's um, history, soccer history. I think that 1950 World Cup team 
It's kind of a big deal. Um, but I also think every single city claims to be the soccer capital. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas probably thinks they're the soccer they, capital. They probably do because they have the like the Hall of Fame. It just doesn't matter. It's just such a dumb thing to argue about. Yeah, you know who doesn't argue about that? Like, New York's not out there trying to claim that. Well, yeah, know? that's because they can't get anyone to show up to their games unless Lionel Messi's there. That's fair. They, they Did you see they that game? Ha- they don't have a claim for it. No, because I was watching the City game. Okay, but... Did you see it, Phil? Go I back. It. I watched a little bit of it. Go back and watch, like, fan shots of Miami playing in New York City. It was ridiculous. Pure, like, half... The crowd was in Miami jerseys. The other half were in Argentina jerseys. And, you know, switch that math wow. around. There was maybe 5% in Real Madrid. I don't think there were any New York jerseys in the crowd. That's- so Messi came off the bench and scored. But yeah. I think I heard the crowd was really disappointed yeah. that he didn't start. That delights me. I mean, he did still come off the bench and score a goal. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I will I say. Jordi, Jordi Alba gets the credit on that, I think. They got their insane amount of money's worth. He is not a clown here for our enjoyment, is what someone said. But honestly, I don't give a shit. Run him out there until he's ragged. He, I mean, he seems like he's having a good time. Frankly, like he's having. I think he's having a lot, a lot better time than he had at PSG. Yeah, because you know what? I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, so I think we can beat Dallas. Yeah, Um, we did not match up fantastically. Although, if you'll remember back. Carnell said that was like our best game of the season or the our first, best first half. He did. Right? He did. So, you know, I, uh, I w- we, Parker wasn't in that game because he yellow cards at the time. So he, he'll be in this one, obviously. Well, congratulations. Mazel tov to the Parker family. He had a child. That's I, why he wasn't at the last game. I will say this. Bradley Carnell, uh, maybe not in my mind, the best at, uh, analyzing game day performances. We'll just leave it at that. So um, I also, I felt really bad. I'm going to, this is my hypocrisy. I was like, you know what? I get it when a baseball player takes off for the birth of a kid because they're like 162 games. So miss a couple. That's fine. Parker. It's like, there's one game a week and they fly you back the same night. Like get on the damn plane, go play the game and then meet your kid a couple hours later. Wow. This is, this might be the hottest take of them all. This is Beelzebub himself would be singed by this take. So, so you not wanna... the party line here. This is yeah. not the pod's opinion. All right. All right. Let me throw this at you. I didn't meet Lilu until the second day she was alive. And I don't think that makes me any less of her dad that I wasn't there from the first instant that she was born. No, but if your employer insisted that you couldn't see your child. No, I'm saying that it was absolutely within St. Louis City's goodness to do that. But Parker should have known that he should have been there for his team. That's all I'm you're saying. Just, you're just saying this to get us riled up. This is the no. most ridiculous thing you've <laughs> no. ever said. <laughs> no, I've been thinking it since the game. They fly him back the same night. He would have missed at most four hours. It's a key four hours, you know? It's not it's a, because, like I said... A lot, of ma- a lot of meconium in those four hours. In saying that, you are discounting my experience as a father. If you're saying those four hours are that important. Hard disagree. Um, the difference is, like, if you had just sent your wife to be like, yeah, go pick her up. I'll talk to her later. That would be the equivalent of what you're proposing here. It sends a message. It sends a message. Relative you know, by the message. way, I don't have a car seat 
and also won't be picking you up from the hospital. Look, he would have been back that night. Why don't you just take an Uber? I'm I'm sticking with this one. This is wild. Like I said, if it was going to be like, like if I get it for a baseball player because it's it's a low percentage of the games. But there aren't that many games. Like, and they fly you back charter the same night. I'm just, I'm sticking with this one. Reach it. Let us know at STL City Press on Twitter what you think. How many of you agree with me? What do you think the percentage would be? Because I think the percentage of people that would agree with you would be zero. Like you can find you can zero. find Nate on like, Nate on X where everyone still using that platform agrees with him wholeheartedly <laughs> on this issue. Yeah. I, I would say if we get the right the right group of people that go on this poll, ninety percent. Maybe maybe if you want to log into Men's Rights Reddit and just keep the conversation going. Moving right along. Uh, Blom will be back. We don't know if Parker will be back. He may be spending time with his child, which is a lovely thing to do. Look, if he's uh, not back for this, that's it's in town. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and it's been a week. Uh, uh-uh. uh. In that case, in that case, I, I actually don't have sympathy because my ass was back at work the next Monday. This pod supports a generous parental leave policy. <laughs> um, all right. Come on. We got to we got to predict some scores. We got to get out of here. We haven't. No, you haven't seen the rundown. We haven't even hit the it's time to talk about uh, Spain. Yeah. In other news, of, <laughs> in other men behaving badly news. Now, this one, so, I'm on the this one. I'm on the side of women. OK, now I, I just I was just coming up with a silly segue. So last week, this is kind of on me for bringing this up. This is ostensibly a St. Louis City fan podcast. Um, but we were talking about the Women's World Cup and I mentioned the that I think I so within 24 hours, what I had said was the story had blown up and what I said was barely anything. But so we the head of the Spanish Soccer Federation, Rubiales, he he forcibly kissed a player on the lips, on the lips, uh, you know, basically asserting his his dominance over her, I, I would think, like, or, you know, basically making it clear that he was the big macho man and uh, their achievements were, you know, somehow it seemed like he would. Well, I won't I won't say that. But in any case, I think it was his, just a horny old dude. Was, he's not even old is the thing. People are well, like, he has these old attitudes, but he's 46 years old. So he, I mean, he definitely should know better. He's, but anyway, what happened was he, moving on, he did the, he, he, he forcibly kissed her. She didn't like it. But what happened, what's happened since then is she um, made some kind of statement that clearly she didn't write that was basically backing him like it was no big deal. Then he apologized in on a, in an apology video that was half-hearted to say the least. It was one of those apologies uh, for you being offended at the terrible thing that I did uh, kind of apologies. Uh, it did not ring true. And then it later came out that he basically had begged her to be in the apology video with him, which she had refused to do. Uh, it sounded like, and in that time of previous podcasts, it sounded like he was being pressured to resign. Instead, he came out doubled down hard. Uh, he he said that um, he basically made, lied about Hermoso telling him that it was 
that it, basically telling him that it was okay that he had asked for her consent and she had said it was okay which was not true she said it wasn't true uh he then uh threatened to sue her or he, the federation threatened to sue her uh the coach vilda who's basically his toady who i've you know been criticizing this whole time approached her family her parents and tried to get her to you know toe the party line here play ball with the federation he is a good looking man though builder does not matter i'm just saying though like i think so incredibly handsome every single spaniard involved in this story is good looking you don't i mean you can google image if you need to but let's just leave it at that um then like the various spanish politicians the uh, started to, uh, you know, there was a huge furore on social media there. It seems like it might be the Me Too movement equivalent in Spain. Uh, there's a ton of support for Hermoso standing up to the Federation uh, um, among sp- all levels of Spanish society, politicians, uh, other athletes, uh, including Andres Iniesta, a, a soccer legend, uh, the entire Spanish women's team and other players. So basically 50 Spanish players said they would not play again unless he was fired. Um, he gave a speech in front of the soccer federation, which was, which is 160 men and four women where the, and the women were sitting in the front. So it looked like they supported him where he got Spanish. He got standing ovations for saying that he was being attacked, you know, by, it was a witch hunt by false feminists trying to assassinate his character, I believe are some some nice quotes from that. He, he got standing ovation for that pathetic speech, including by Vilda, the women's coach, and also the men's coach. Um, and then those same people, a day later after uh, the criticism has built and built, basically have told him that, uh, have criticized his behavior, his own, his own lackeys. And then FIFA... Not the most progressive of institutions, it must be said, uh, has suspended him for 90 days and instituted disciplinary proceedings. So this has kind of turned into a a huge movement, which is actually kind of a wonderful thing to come out of this. You know, I wasn't rooting for Spain during the World Cup because not because of their players. I really enjoyed watching their players play, but because we kind of knew that the coach and the federation were not really supporting them. Now they've won in spite of all that in style and then this um moment of i don't know how to describe it this of progressive action in spain is happening because of them Uh, well because of his bad behavior but also because of this the the team uh her the player and this and society's reaction so that's kind of a kind of a cool legacy assuming this goes the way it seems like it's going to go and this guy gets out all right, the pod is pro parental leave, anti Spanish football federation, and we do some score predictions. So I just want to—we're like really nailing Spanish-speaking countries. Um, yes, two-one uh, St. Louis City. Okay, Brace. I'm sorry to take you down that road, but I felt like I had to conclude it. Go ahead with City. Two-one uh, St. Louis City, a brace from Thorison. Oh, nice. 2-0 St. Louis City. Not neither one coming from <laughs> Thorison. You're not going to specify further. So, you know, I, you can cut this if you want, but 
to to bring that bit to a, a conclusion uh, that feels more satisfactory to me and not quite as abrupt. It's you know it's the men in suits behind the scenes that I'm so skeptical of in in soccer. You know FIFA. Uh, you know the 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 Gulf states, uh, sports washing endeavors, etc., and this kind of thing. Uh, I love watching soccer, but I also love talking about that kind of shady stuff that happens because these these bad actors get away with it all. Anyway, prediction against Dallas FC Dallas. Uh, I think City's going to get one nil and a clean sheet for Berkey, but it's not going to be close. I think it's going to be a one nil domination. All right. Well, if any of that comes true, including the entire fall of the Spanish Federation monarchy, the they also have a monarchy. Um, we will we will tag up uh, before the Kansas City game, maybe. So, all right, it's been great talking to you guys. Um, see you Wednesday night. Let's go, see you guys. Can't wait for game day. Bye.